0: been like all day every day <laughs> no shut up <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to Manabiscuit, episode number sixteen. I am RJ Velosky. With me are my co-hosts Jacob Gamble and TJ Rathburn. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing well.
2: Yeah, excellent.
1: Excellent. Ready to get this going, so you can go to Ready bed. Ready
2: to get this good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Woo-hoo! He's cranky when he's tired. Yeah. Well, right, we'll go. give him we'll give him lots to rant about then. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, is that like the opposite tack you should take? I'm- when I'm grumpy, you should give me more to rant. about. Well,
1: but man, yeah, that—that's the idea. We give you more to rant about, and we get more clicks that way. Um, Yay!
0: <laughs> watch uh, the disgruntled man yell about things.
1: That's right. Works for <laughs> Lewis Black. Works for Lewis Black. Yep. It
0: does. Um, I've got his book right here. I'm touching
1: it. <laughs> well, uh, so you'll be our Lewis Black this week. Uh, well, we don't have a lot, I guess, to rant about. Maybe a couple of things. Um, oh, that's right. We were gonna talk about uh, how you should be running Marvel later. So yes,
3: <laughs> that'll give you plenty.
1: That'll give you plenty. Uh, but first, we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, achievements. Achievement unlocked. What have you achieved? Uh, there's yeah. there is a show on uh, GameStop or GameSpot. <laughs> there I go doing it again. I yeah, GameSpot. That's the site. GameStop is the god awful store. Uh, but GameSpot it, it uh, does a weekly show. Uh, called The Gist, and it's basically their little list show. Uh, this week, they did a list on top five hardest achievements to unlock, and it really made me kind of stop back, step back and think about achievements. We're about 10 years into the achievement era of gaming, uh, achievements being introduced pretty much by the F- Xbox 360, which came out at the uh, end of 2005, and so this week, let's just take a little step back, do a little retrospective on what achievements mean. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk about the list of achievements. I have the list right here. I have it. Uh, These gentlemen do not. Uh, So I would like for you gentlemen to perhaps give me some examples of ridiculously hard achievements and we'll see if they fall on the list. I have a feeling they probably won't because they picked from a bevy of games that we're probably not as passionate about as as maybe some people are. Uh, but.
0: Oh, World of Warcraft.
1: What a long, strange trip it's
0: been. Oh, no, that one was actually easy. It, no,
1: comparatively speaking. Insane. Oh. The Insane, yes. The, the insane. insane in the Membrane. The, insa- or whatever insane, was in the membrane. insane in oh. the Membrane is the first thing I thought about when I saw this yep. list, and it was not on the list. So that How? to me. Oh,
0: it's like raise every ridiculous faction's yeah. like reputation to reputation it. I think,
1: yeah, well, we'll get into that. Once we, once we uh, talk about what are actually on the list, you'll see that it, there are some that don't even compare to this in terms of actual time investment. I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but it seems like I remember it being something on the order of 400 hours of play at minimum. To get all of the uh, get all of the reputations that you need to grind up in, and so on. When you, especially like the Ravenholt one, where you're
2: oh you, you wow, have to I like have turn, turn in, in lock, lock boxes.
1: boxes that you're pickpocketing. Yeah, and, yeah, a lot of ridiculousness there. But yeah, yeah that was the first thing.
2: One. They they made that one easier so that way any non-rogue could get it. Right, yeah they they
1: changed it they changed it over the course of time. Yeah, when it
2: came out, it was ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, and
1: it's still ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, let's be real here. Not everybody's just oh, all of a sudden rocking rocking around the insane title. No, but uh, anyway, there were no uh, there were no Blizzard news items or game discussions uh, on the show this week, so I'm glad we got that in. Uh, so we can live up to our sure. reputation. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, any other achievements that uh, that stand out to you guys, that, uh, being especially uh, ridiculous?
0: Oh God, I recently was I recently saw a list something similar to this, not the same video you're talking about. And I'm trying to think of the ones that were on that.
1: All right. Well, while you think of that, um, I. For me, I think I, I've never really gotten into uh, achievement hunting to that level. Um, but back to the World of Warcraft thing with the long, strange trip it's been, I never got that achievement because really? I just... I, I still I, I don't can't, have it. I, can't, I had it. I can't play World of Warcraft long enough to get it. I will always miss some holiday. I think I still only have like so, eight out of And that's exactly
2: what stuff. happens to me. Somehow I'm busy. I'm just busy enough yeah. on holidays to go out to not actually have the full time that i usually would invest in such an achievement which for me is uh, i mean I, I am the completionist we talked about this before yeah. and um they and i don't have that one because I, when i originally sat out to get that one it was a three-year deal because you still had to get all three of the uh all three of the uh, children's week ones
3: and i got it in the year them,
2: yeah. Yeah, so you did because it. Because when... I had
0: already done
2: Children, and had those like, yeah. pets. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I it took me it took me actually just over a year because like the achievement system launched with a with an expansion. Yep. That was right around oh, it was I just missed uh I just missed getting everything that would be necessary from Halloween. Uh, that had happened just prior. So I had to wait until the following year to finish halloween so it did take me a little less than a year but i got it and i got okay. my purple yeah. proto drake <laughs> it's
1: it's a it's, it's a really pretty so mount. exciting yeah it is actually but it's it a nice little mount yeah. yeah uh well all right so let's let's just go ahead and get right into what's on the list then uh yeah. so uh this is not the same order that the show had but whatever i don't think it's really an ordered top five i don't think that there should be order in top five no. lists Um, Always no particular order. (laughs) Always no particular order, yes. (laughs) Uh, All right, so the first one I'll talk about then uh, is actually kind of a combination, a rhythm, uh, two different games, but a similar idea. Uh, Guitar Hero 3 and Rock Band, uh, going back a few days. Oh, man. Uh, Well, getting perfect on hard for Dragon Force and Guitar Hero 3 would be... Ridiculous yeah. feat of manual dexterity that I am incapable of uh, and also there was an achievement uh, Kind of the headliner from this this pair called iron bladder from rock band where basically you pay play through the entire set list uh, In one sitting without pausing and don't fail a single song so Whoa. <laughs> yeah. wow. Iron bladder indeed uh, the other one they had was Gears of War 3 which I mean, I played *Gears of War* three. I beat it. Do I remember a single thing about it? No. Um, there it, were the, dudes in it, like yeah, like, like it's like it's something about Marcus and his wife, and not Marcus, Mar- Marcus, his friend's wife, and Dom? a thing Dom's Monics? wife. Yeah, Dom's wife, and I mean, his wife died, but I mean, wasn't she really just a beard for Marcus slash Dom anyway? So yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the achievement. Is called really three because apparently there's a really achievement in each of them. But basically, it's max level and multiplayer and unlock, you know, like sixty three sub achievements, which are all equally ridiculous. So it's basically insane for Gears of War. Um, one that I thought was interesting was Dead Rising. Did you guys ever play that game?
3: Yeah, I yep. love
1: that game. Yeah, uh, the Seven Day Survivor Challenge. Uh, it's uh, basically a fourteen hour fourteen hours Equates to seven in-game days, and you have to survive on like this insane endless mode for seven in-game days uh, without being able to stop and save. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I guess you can pause the game. Man, I didn't even beat that game. I want to try that now. Yeah. Well, I mean that I own it. (laughs) Yeah. Go
0: back, but like I hated. Like I loved the game. I loved the idea of the game. They just so horribly botched. That save system.
2: Like, yes, that's why I never beat it as well. I just—I I mean, enough of us loved that game that it actually uh, Crackle is uh, doing the movie. Okay. Oh, uh, the there is a Dead Rising movie. I don't remember. That's uh, that's that.
1: interesting because you don't see a lot of zombie movies. So.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't seventeen yeah. Resident Evil right? Or, um, uh, I mean, video adaptation zombie movies are more so than regular standard zombie movies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, Well, okay. So that's the uh, Dead Rising. And it might be be fun to do that if you could pause it. Uh, You know, it's not as bad as Iron Bladder, I guess, where you couldn't pause. But again, 14 hours versus like the 400-some-odd hours. You could easily bump that one from the list for the insane. That's what I'm getting at. Requiring more uh, hours of effort, though, is the Stanley Parable. Uh, where you had to play for 24 straight hours on a Tuesday. (laughs) Which, if you've played the Stanley Parable, is like the perfect achievement for that game because there's just, there's no sense to it. It's just there, it is what it is. And yeah, the Stanley Parable is a great game for kind of, deconstructing and 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 kind of tearing down the ideas of what a game is in general and yeah 24 hours on a tuesday oddly specific but perfect for a game like the stanley parable and then the final uh is probably the hardest skill-based achievement i would say on the list and that's super meat boy uh cotton alley which is the final level dark world version play through it with no deaths yeah and i would say it's impossible but apparently there's people on youtube that have done it
0: (laughs) I don't. Let's that's got to uh, be Photoshop or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't even play the first level without dying. No,
1: God, no. I mean, and you know, it, it, most people couldn't, and that's why I think the it, it gets away with it because the game is designed around it. It's, you know, yeah, that's one
0: of the things yeah. that's really cool about the game. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it and it's like uh, Dark Souls uh, in the sense that they didn't make death a fail state they made it part of how you learn the game
1: exactly and i
0: really appreciate that sort of
1: thing yeah unlike dark souls they didn't add a ridiculous death penalty on top of it but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, i've been playing uh, i've been playing bloodborne i probably got about eh, 6 or 7 hours into it and i'm still not out of the tutorial um, uh, yeah it's it's yeah. it's ridiculous i mean you know the dark souls tutorial wasn't that hard mm. uh, comparatively speaking the bloodborne tutorial is
0: the werewolf
1: no no god no um <laughs> it, 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 up to up to the first boss um okay I, yeah yeah uh because you the, can't level the, up at uh, all until the, you beat the first boss
0: yeah the cleric beast
1: yeah the cleric uh, beast.
0: just get in there and smack him
1: oh i have to get to him oh wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for watching tj tell rj how to play dark souls uh we'll see you next week mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if right. you haven't
2: fallen asleep through the course of that yeah. uh, please bear with us
1: well i mean nobody bears with us anyway that's no not... no it, it, um
3: no. All
1: right, so yeah, that was the list. That's, that's five, but uh, that was the five on the list: uh, Super Meat Boy, Stanley Parable, Dead Rising, Gears of War three, and Guitar Hero three slash uh, Rock Band. Now, let's 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 dive into a little to- uh, a little bit of a discussion here, like we were talking about earlier. On uh, why do you think achievements are as persistent as they have been? I mean, they started out, you know, with the Xbox three hundred and sixty for the most part and they picked up ps3 brought its uh trophy brought in the trophy system the vastly
0: um, inferior trophy system
1: well the trophy system it's i mean there's really not a lot of you difference you
0: don't have the points man the points on your profile <laughs> but, little numbers by your but, name but that tells you
1: But how much the trophies you are the, the trophies really. oh, the and, trophies do have the trophies do have a um a rarity associated with them both yeah. in terms of You know uh, bronze uh, gold and uh, bronze silver and gold and a platinum trophy for unlocking all trophies and you can also look at the percentage of players who have that trophy as well. So you know there's that anyway
2: we're not gonna discuss that there's and tj they, but tj hit on exactly the reason they in my opinion the exact reason that all right we'll let jay talk for a minute that uh... and that's simply yeah exactly thank you <laughs> i mean after 10 minutes of walking through a video game that uh i have i won't have the opportunity to play because i'm pc and um, yeah Uh, the uh the the elitist thing the number of points next to somebody's name and uh the oh yeah well i did this uh factor of achievements is 90 percent of the reason why i do them um they're i'm i'm an elitist jerk i'm a completionist that you know i i can't help myself i i need the i need the one up portion that the uh that the achievements provide um it, it, it sounds terrible. Okay. well, but, but, uh, but I, you don't. You you've
1: you've also said you
2: don't actually complete
1: everything because some things are just too ridiculous.
2: Some things are just exactly you know. Some things are just entirely too much, particularly for games that like every game has an achievement system nowadays. I mean, you go onto Steam and you know, like some of the games that never should have achievement systems that have thirty achievements that you know that they're capable of being unlocked, and I'm like. But this is just a well, story game. That's
1: that's that's a good point because uh, you you say you mentioned games that shouldn't have achievements, but the very fact that it's a game now kind of means that it's going to have achievements. They're they're yeah. almost a necessary necessary uh, part of, of game design now, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, it, I honestly I stay away from the visual novel concept, but it wouldn't surprise me in the least if some of these just stupid click on stuff visual novels have achievements fact, all right like, i'm I, not, not going to be baited into a rabbit trail
1: on on the legitimacy of visual novels we'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll put that we'll put a pin in that one for now but uh, the, i think uh, all right tj i got a question for you um okay. <laughs> so do you think that achievements are better are better used to add longevity to a game or are they better used to uh encourage players to explore the dynamics of a game in a different way
0: i think i think obviously the second route is the best way to go although i think the the best uh system in terms of achievements that i've ever seen was the first mass effect game uh i don't know if you guys remember what happened with achievements on mass effect but basically it was like you got your achievement for getting so many kills with a pistol. Well, when you did that, any character you created after that had proficiency with pistols. Uh, There was the one for shotguns, and anybody you made after that had proficiency in shotguns. They weren't just, you know, meaningless internet points. They also had a tangible effect on the game, and that, I think, is one of the best ways to go with it. Uh, The other thing that is really awesome about achievements is, like you were pointing out, Uh, alternate uh, means of playing the game. Pacifist achievements and things like that. Absolutely, yeah. Like playing through Dishonored and just murdering everybody is a very distinctly different experience from playing Dishonored as a stealth game where you can't kill anyone.
1: I would just like to say as far as pacifist achievement goes, the one game that I actually decided on my first playthrough to go through for Pacifist because I thought the game mechanics were especially viable for it, uh, was Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution. Yeah. And there were these stupid enemies that were carrying around bombs, and one of them blew up on top of the other and killed my achievement like 85% of the way through the game. Oh, no. Yeah. I Yeah. I was incensed. But... It's so one of these days. It's a great game. I'm really looking forward to the sequel. They got teased at E3, by the way. We didn't talk about it much on the show, I think. But uh, yeah, uh, Human Revolution was, was a really, really good game. Um,
0: I still haven't finished
3: it.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the the story, I mean, I, I, I'm a sucker for Cyberpunk to begin with. But yeah, the story was really good in my estimation. The mechanics, like I said, you know, the mechanics really, you didn't have to like cheese it. Uh, to to get pacifist like if it hadn't been for that layout uh, accident of the layout of these enemy types then you know I easily would have been able to go through pacifist because it didn't handcuff you if you wanted to to be a pac- you didn't have to like really like I said cheese mechanics or you know anything like that you just had the tools to not kill anyone if that's how you wanted to play through the game and it really brought me into kind of like the role-playing aspect of this character through the story I'm like I'm a guy that just doesn't kill anybody I get my job done but I am not going to kill somebody so and I didn't even though the way the code is written prohibited me from getting the achievement um I didn't kill anybody I still stuck with it after the achievement got blown um Obviously the the and this is in the text the achievement as well You have to kill the bosses in the game, which okay right. fine But I mean that just means they didn't weren't going to rewrite all of the boss encounters to have two ways to go through it. But yeah, I really like I really like pacifist achievements. I really like you know, and and like you said ways that encourage uh, different styles and uh, play styles different ways of thinking about the mechanics uh, and Also a kind of persistency Um and you can do that without an achievement system as well. Uh, rogue Legacy is a really great example of how to go about that, um, and other sort of they call them rogue lights, where you have a sort of persistence through death. Um, my favorite, my favorite example of that, just because it's a fun name uh, to say, is a PSP game called uh, Zeta Hero Project: um, Undying Hero versus Dark Death Evil Man um nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Zetai Hero Project un, uh, Undying Hero versus Dark Death Evil Man. oh it's a great it's a great roguelike and every time you die it was the first game I played that, that kind of um exhibited that concept where you it's a roguelike but when you die you have persistence your levels carry on so dying becomes part of the mechanics and obviously a lot of games we've already talked about you know Dark Souls and so on have, have taken that and and, and and uh carried on with it but It has a really cool name, and it was the first game I played that did that, so... You got a shout-out.
0: One thing that I want to say about achievements, and this was... I have still yet to completely 100% any achievements on any game. I'm close on a couple. Sure. Uh, The game that I came the closest to was uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. And I had, like, played and played and played and played and played and played and played, and I'm like, okay, the only thing I have to do is finish the main quest. And uh, at the time, I didn't have the wireless adapter for Xbox Live, so I hadn't gotten on live at all on my 360. And just before I finished the game, like I, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a wireless adapter, everything's going to be cool, set it up, set up live, and it updated to include all the expansions
3: oh no with
0: all their achievements
3: and all of their achievements in order to get a hundred
0: percent they want the expansions that i didn't have and at the time was not interested in buying and that soured me so much that i never finished oblivion
3: yeah i'm "I'm done
0: with it the the hero of kvach yeah
3: it's yeah, all
1: over. I, I, I've had I've had moments like that with games where, well, I think I we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with Final Fantasy VIII, where I'm just like, you tick me off, you're done.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and we've all had those experiences sure. with, with the games. I mean, like there are they particular. Well, I do one just sprang to mind when he was talking to it and I was talking about it, and I lost it. But there are ones that just the yeah with the expansion additions to quests and things like that were just too much um the dlc content as kind of i wonder what's that
0: presumably from my account i could check online to see what games i've got achievements on on my <laughs> xbox
2: well uh while you do that i think we i
1: think we might uh <laughs> I, want and to I think this on. has
2: devolved to the point where we need to move on. Um, but guys, guys,
0: I'm good at games.
2: <laughs> no, you're not. That's true. Well, you're you good know. at comic books. You—that's the reason well, we have you here. He beat Dark Souls, Jay. He beat Dark Souls. <laughs>
0: yeah, did you beat uh, Dark Souls? I did not eat beat it. Dark
1: souls. <laughs> yeah, okay, a bag of souls.
3: <laughs> Although the more I watch that, right. um.
1: The more I watch that uh, uh, side quest on the extra credits, um, the more I'm convinced that anybody can beat Dark Souls if they just oh give it Oh my god, time. they're
0: doing so poorly! <laughs> yeah, when like, they just keep going around in circles, I'm like, I trusted you, extra credits. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew what you were doing, but you're well, so bad at this. It,
1: but for me, somebody who is, you know. Is not I, I think I think we had this discussion last time when I called you a nerd. Um, <laughs> for me, it's encouraging. I'm like, hey, this is Dark Souls for everybody. So um, anyway, Dark Souls achievements. Yes, we'd like video games here. Uh, we also like Nintendo. We like Nintendo history, right? Yeah. How about it's the that Nintendo PlayStation.
3: PlayStation. Now, did you guys?
1: Did you guys? I, I encountered this story the first time a couple of years ago in terms of the history between Nintendo and yeah. Sony. Before mm-hmm. that, I didn't realize it, but uh, just for the record, basically um, the uh, way back in the early 90s uh, after the Sega CD, Nintendo wanted to come out with their own CD peripheral. They partnered with Sony. Uh, Sony developed a CD peripheral for the Super Nintendo. It was called uh, the PlayStation um, and it was brought to i believe was brought to um it wasn't e3 at the time um whatever it was before e3 i want to say comdex but that was the precursor to uh ces anyway um Nintendo, though, stabbed Sony in the back and partnered with Philips, uh, which obviously didn't pan out, uh, led to the Philips CDI and Philips having the Zelda license. So that's how we got those ridiculous Zelda CD games. Oh God, so bad. And uh, and and it also led to uh, the PlayStation. Uh, if it weren't for, if it weren't for this, uh, full paw on Nintendo's part, I wouldn't be playing Bloodborne. You wouldn't have to listen to TJ tell me about it. Um, but
2: you're welcome. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I was
2: just, yeah. Hey,
1: so anyway, this, this, this prototype was recently unearthed, uh, made a lot of headlines online. I thought it was really mm-hmm. cool to actually see it. Uh, you know, there was some speculation as to whether it was legit or not, but if you actually look at the pictures, uh, you know, you can see the, um, the yellowing of the plastic case and I mean it definitely looks like something uh, you know a plastic game system from the 90s uh, having a couple myself I, I, I can kind of tell that you know it, it looks like it's aged appropriately so uh, really interesting and something we thought we'd make mention of because it was cool the story is cool uh, you know it's an interesting note in, in gaming history. Uh, But there was also another story that came out, and we can talk about Nintendo and screwing up hardware again. Um, Uh. (laughs) Well, okay, so this is is a a full caveat. This is entirely a rumor at this point. Uh, It's unconfirmed, but it might be credible. It might not, but it's fun to talk about regardless. And that's uh, the report that manufacturing on the next Nintendo console, the Nintendo NX, is going to begin in October of this year with a full uh, full push early next year, probably releasing uh, in summer or fall of uh, 2016. And also part of the same rumor is that Nintendo intends to push 20 million units within the first year. Now let's put that into perspective with their last console, the Wii U, uh, which released in 2012, was it, I think? And has sold nine point five million units to date. So, I mean, it seems a little ambitious if they're thinking that if any of this is true, it seems a little ambitious. I think, in in terms of uh, how many they want to sell in the first year.
3: Well,
2: I mean, is it though? I mean, because the Wii U was uh, was such a terrible seller compared to the Wii because of the fact that it's not uh, <laughs> an upgrade. <laughs> Not an upgrade, exactly. It, it comes with an extra screen, and you keep freaking me out with going right up against your, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm starting to talk, and I see you out of the corner of my, hello there. And I'm like, oh, goodness. <laughs> Anyway, that having been said, I mean, and we we talked about this—the fact that Nintendo, with its with its uh, mobile consoles, uh, they had to, where it dominates, has been doing with the half-step upgrades, where you know you, you've got you go to the 2DS to the 3DS from the DSXL, and or DSI. Pardon me, DSI. Yeah, DSI.
3: We went what DS,
2: DS Lite, DSI.
1: And uh, then the 3ds, I think.
2: 2ds, 3ds.
1: Well, 2ds came out after the 3ds. Uh, oh, did it? Yeah, because
2: yeah. it, okay.
0: it was for people that didn't care about it being 3D. Exactly, thinking. but you ah, could
2: still that's play right. the games, that's right. right? Yeah. So, that's right. but I mean, they they're notorious for this little half step thing. Well, they, with uh,
1: they haven't done that with with their main set tops yet, but you know we we made but the point that if that's that, what they're doing, exactly, then, yeah, they're
0: just following a successful business model for them.
1: Right. Yeah right which uh you know i mean nintendo for every um for every success massive success they've had they've had at least one uh humongous failure i mean for every you know for every game boy there's a a virtual boy uh for every um there's a wii u i you know it's Aside from the well,
0: virtual... Well, honestly, uh, which... aside from the Virtual Boy and the Wii U, they've done pretty okay for themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, GameCube... Uh, you know, GameCube was a distant third in that generation. It um, was. Yeah, but... Yeah, the, the Wii was just... I mean, it it's... It, yeah, it's like... exponent did exponentially better, practically, than, than either the 360 or the PS3. Um, but, comparatively it... speaking, the, the Wii U was... <laughs> Exponentially Which, uh, dwarfed by by the other consoles. So
2: it's the only system I own, and I love that thing. I really That's, do. You know, I, and I've and wandering around with the. Look, my personal
3: favorite. So take
0: that as the case in point, Nintendo, and up your game.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it's that's, a, yeah. It's a PC
2: gamer. The only thing, the only console he owns is a Wii U. There's yeah. a problem here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah.
0: what the Wii U is. It's the system that you buy when you already have your primary system. Well,
2: look it, in, in in
1: true, defense. Too. In J's defense, my personal favorite system right now is roundly considered a failure, and that's the yeah, fl- the Vita. I love my Vita. It's it's my favorite. It's my favorite handheld of all time. I play that thing all the time. I play it almost more than I play my main consoles or PC combined. And well,
2: the, Vita's, the Vita's only really considered a failure by. By, by market standards, by sales standards, every sure. everybody that by every, business
1: see, standards, yeah, by by, standards, by actual by standards, standards. That, that matter financially for the company. Uh, but by yeah. gamer
2: standards, this thing cool is device. hugely successful. Yeah. It's an outstanding device that everybody loves. Its problem lies in the fact that it's not, it, it it's not, but it's not marketable. Well, right, for yeah, anything I mean, other than gamers in and of themselves. It, I mean the. I mean, the there's a lot to talk
1: about with the Vita. But, I mean, basically, it reinvented itself uh, after it had released. It tried to it tried to release as, like, a full-powered, on-par with current-gen consoles in your hand. And that didn't work out too well because there's more to a AAA console title experience than just the hardware specs. There's, you know, you don't want to play those on usually you don't want to play those on a handheld device on a five inch screen right
2: that's what it so it
1: reinvented itself it's focused on on indie games which are much more palatable in a handheld, and it's become phenomenal i mean you know i probably put as many hours into spelunky uh as i as i have (laughs) the witcher 3 and yeah and i'm still not very good at it but i love playing the game um so, so yeah, the, one of the
2: things Nintendo has actually moved into in regards to yeah. with the uh, U is that little handheld thing being a uh, being a concept in and of itself. Splunky and a handful of uh, a handful of the easy indie titles are uh, are currently readily available on the sure. uh, uh, on the, uh, the Nintendo store. So and, sure. And and and
1: all that's all that's well taken, but I do I do want to keep things moving a little bit here. And I I did have one question if you guys had any perspective on this uh, because we talked back in our E three episode a couple weeks ago. We talked about Nintendo kind of scoffing at the notion of VR and AR in their in their press conference. You're and lawyers. while yeah, well uh, yeah, sure. And while they while the official party line, like we said, everything we've been talking about with the NX is still a rumor. Unconfirmed, but the and the official party line from you know Fizami and um and uh Iwamura, I think is uh, I, I might be butchering the name, I can't remember it exactly. But uh, the uh, the party line is nothing's coming out until 2016 in terms of information, not the system, but information isn't going to come out until 2016. And what do you think they're what I mean, do you think that they will back off? you know, that stance, if it was like we called them out for at the time, basically just posturing, do you think there will be some kind of AR experience or do you okay. think that they're trying to reinvent motion control again?
0: What I'm thinking, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, or if this was something that I discussed with you or with one of my other friends, but do you guys remember back when the, the PS3 came out and they were like, Oh, we can't have rumble pack. Because we have the six-axis, the six-axis controller, motion sensors, and rumble pack don't get along. Besides, rumble packs are for babies. Six-axis Yeah, the way the the future. The exact, and then yeah. as soon as they could do it, they put the rumble pack back in. And that's exactly what Nintendo is doing right now. They're going, uh-oh, we're behind the ball on this. We're not up to speed with everybody else. We have to just downplay it and be like nobody wants that and then the second they can try to make a play for being like actually here it is and it's great and we wanted it the whole time that's exactly what they'll do
2: sure I actually am inclined to agree on that I think that the I, I think the Nintendo has spent entirely too much time looking at the VR all the way the, the VR concept all the way since back to the Virtual Boy I mean they, they've done this for too long they've looked at it for too long not to want it this is all smokescreen that yeah, I'll do, yeah. Pfft, whatever. It's just it, but nothing out there is good enough for us, and sure. uh, we'll get we'll wait for it until it gets bad. No, no. Here, here you go. This is this is what we think is better, and
0: that's what they're doing production on in uh, 2016. It's going to be their headset thing. Yeah. It's not going to be a console. It's going to be a headset for the Wii U. Right, now, really? such a long shot. But if it comes <laughs> <is> true, <laughs> if it comes right. true, I am going to like. I'm going to be posting this everywhere on the internet. Be like, check out I who called was right. I
2: this way yeah. back when. Watch our
0: show. I'm a
3: psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know
1: how the internet works now. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. So, and yeah, the, the Rumble Pack thing, your points well take it. I believe the exact phrase they used was, this is last, Rumble is last generation technology, which, yeah, I mean, it was it was smelled for you know BS at the time, and obviously mm-hmm. it it uh, it it became BS. I I mean, but Rumble is kind of a tenuous uh, a tenuous comparison to something as as big as VR. Uh, you know, I mean, Rumble is it, it's it's fairly simple that to, to implement. Uh, you know, comparatively speaking, and it's something that since it was introduced has just become part of you know the tactile feedback experience of playing a game you know you play a game without rumble it just doesn't feel right anymore but with with VR
0: what's weird is i don't i'm trying to think of whether like i don't notice it like i can't think of it being a thing not in a long
2: time i noticed it i mean i used to notice it every time it's been a long time i mean i haven't played anything that's had a rumble pack since that yeah way back when the last
0: game that i remember really noticing and appreciating actually the rumble was back in ps2 it was a ps2 game it was fatal frame
3: this Uh, man fatal
0: frame and it it had your heartbeat in the controller, and the more freaked out your character got, the faster the heartbeat got, which made you freak out, and then your heartbeat started going up. Oh, and,
2: and that's one of those—that's uh, one of those plays that ultimately were the reason why they—they they, they couldn't figure it out initially, but they put it right back in the second that they could, is because they, things like that, those little added nuances, you know, things that a lot of developers don't take advantage of. Um, are things that you know that need to be available, um. Yeah,
3: yeah. nobody's really taking advantage? Well, okay,
1: but I mean, yeah, and and so all of that aside, I mean, for me, I don't really notice rumble until it's gone. Um, you know, if I'm playing a game where I'm expecting rumble and it's not there, it's just like, oh yeah, wow, that's feels weird. But VR is still. I mean, it's it's unproven in a lot of ways in terms of being mainstream. I mean, you can talk about tech demos and and uh, Oculus developer kits and and you know the the software we've seen for it so far, but in terms of being like a mainstream game changing experience, like an integrated part of AAA games, it's it's still a long ways from 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 being on that level. So,
0: this is virtually what we've been waiting for since video games
2: exist yes but, that's the but thing. That's is what what it there we've been waiting for it's well uh, it's
1: that's, it's what we've been not... waiting for but is it is it at the level that we've been expecting it as we've been anticipating it is the question
0: well i don't think it necessarily has to be like the thing we have spent a very long time as like a group uh gamers have uh where we want a Like, honestly, what we would all probably pretty much like is to be able to immerse ourselves into a perfectly lifelike simulation. We want the holodeck. Yeah, that's that's what we want. But we don't have that. Are we complaining about our PS4s and Xbox Ones because they're not reaching that level of technology yet? No. We're seeing what we have now, what we've had in the history of the medium and the growth that's happening and we're appreciative of it as it goes they don't have to just immediately have a perfect and flawless virtual reality system they just need to show us that they're still working on it that it's close that they've got something right that's what they're doing
1: right no i i'm with you i'm with you on that and i'm all you know i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a first generation oculus rift i'm just i'm going to because i want to experience it but that's still a long ways from it being like a, a, as ubiquitous in the mainstream as rumble is you know that's that's my only point um,
2: uh, and
0: give it a generation or so which i think probably means, two probably i think we I, generations. Think we've, I think we've only got two generations left but uh, that's well an entirely i mean it,
1: it, the the hardware iteration on the headsets themselves have multiple generations yes. a- assuming they're successful like, and i think you'll also see a spike in you know the sale of dramamine i mean because that's yeah. the other thing about that is a lot of people can barely play or just flat out can't play first person shooters i mean right. a- 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 you 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 take it to the vr headset level and they're going to be you know running for the bathroom every and 30 seconds
0: i wasn't talking about uh generations in terms of the headset i'm talking about console generations right give it another generation or two and it will be in the box with your system if you buy a gaming system you'll have it it's not going to be an additional oh, peripheral oh, It will yeah be yeah. part mm. of
3: the system yeah. at which okay. point
0: you're not going to have to worry about market penetration any more than you're going to have to worry about the, that's... the problems with market penetration of a console 10 15 years from now when they will be functionally obsolete and non-existent
2: and, and you just stated exactly what i think the difference is in regards to the when you started talking about this is what we've been waiting for and, and you're speaking of us as gamers as opposed to we the masses um i think that uh, i think that vr ultimately is going to take about two generations to actually genuinely legitimately take on uh, this is going to be another uh, you, oh you got one of those oculus rift devices Kind of nerd tag thing where uh... I don't
0: know because the like the proliferation of uh, high def televisions and then the brief flourishing of three D televisions, the oncoming four K, you're going to be able to see. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you're not going to need to buy a TV anymore. People are just going to have headsets. I, it's not going to be specifically that, a gaming. I game.
1: mean that that if anything is far future because it, it, yeah. it it's ignoring two. It, well I won't say it's ignoring But it fails to take into account two key considerations One we already mentioned That's you know just basic motion sickness And then the other thing is the communal experience I mean yeah, people get around a TV experience. And watch yeah, but, a TV they Yeah are, but
0: when you, when you get to the point Where you can instead of buying a television You buy a uh, essentially a routing device That comes with like four headsets And then everybody puts it on And it all gets the same signal beam to it So you're all watching the same thing That's what's going to end up happening
2: yeah. well
1: I, I mean I, yeah I don't I I I don't think so I mean I just uh, maybe we'll have to because we got to move on to some point and we'll have to degree to disagree somewhere but I just I don't think that it will ever replace the Super Bowl party experience I you know I mean there's there's just too much community uh you know in, in our society there's just too much in the community that's tied up in getting around and watching a shared screen so but it wills, I, I go I, ahead I,
2: I will point out that yeah, I, it is all too frequent that I go out to a bar or restaurant or what have you, and every last day the the, the people aren't talking. Instead, they're yeah, we've know, already lost the <laughs> <computer> narrowed <laughs> right into this. You know, I mean, they're <laughs> texting and taking pictures of their food as opposed to asking the person across from them how their day is. Everybody you know?
0: wants a uh, everybody wants their own personal data stream, uh, yep. and eventually we're just going to end up essentially taking that to another step in a lot of our entertainment. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah, I think it's not as far. I don't think it's as far-fetched as what you believe it is, RJ. I think that TJ is on to something, at least to a certain extent. But I don't – I think you're Well, like right, I said, I th- if anything, it's Super far future, Bowl experience. I think. I think it's far I, I think it's a lot closer than what you think. I really do. I Yeah,
1: I mean, for me personally, and I'm not experiencing – I'm, I'm not – expressing what I personally want to happen because you know in spite of the fact (laughs) that you know I, I do a podcast I'm actually an introvert uh, you know, I mean, yeah. you guys who have been roommates with me previously can attest to how much time I will spend in a room by myself. Uh, Locked so, away
2: to yeah. you once every day. Yeah. I so, well, you had to go to work. So I saw you yeah. twice <laughs> then. And, uh, you yeah. know, you, you had to step out to smoke a cigarette every once in a while because right. the smoke was just too much in your room. Um, so I'd see it yeah. here and there in that one, too. So right. three, four so, times a day for maybe about five minutes. I mean, but I think,
1: I think. <laughs> That I think that um, for the mainstream, I think that for the mainstream, and yeah, you could talk about going to a bar, people looking at their phones, and you know that's a whole other a whole other topic in terms of you know mm-hmm. the the redefinition of the social experience, yada yada yada. But I just I don't see it becoming as mainstream as the television for a long time if it does at all. I mean. For me, like I already said, I'm getting one generation one, and you know, I'm just gonna say goodbye to the rest of the world. Um, Hopefully, I can still podcast in uh, Oculus Rift. But yeah, uh...
0: like (laughs) being able to, the thing that's gonna be the kicker for it is going to be families, because you'll still be able to have the shared experience where you're all being beamed the same thing. But I don't know how many times I've been with family or roommates or whatever where we didn't all want to watch the same thing, and we could just all put on our headsets. I don't know if you remember, like, the weird pseudo-explosion when all of a sudden, holy crap, picture-in-picture, picture, I can watch <laughs> the game, and I can let my girlfriend watch her, like, cooking show with subtitles mm-hmm. in the bottom corner. But did you amazing. Did
1: you ever actually do picture-in-picture? No, picture? <laughs> yeah, <nobody laughs> I mean, did. that's the
0: thing. Nobody did it, but if everybody was just wearing their helmet, they're like, you know what, I'm tired of watching football, I'm going to flip over and watch like Gordon Ramsey's kitchen nightmares. I don't know why that's the first thing. That I think,
1: right. I think if anything, I think, you know, I, I think if anything, it's probably going to be um, more along the lines of the Hololens technology. Cause one of the things that we didn't talk about, well, we, we might've mentioned it in brief. It's that, you know, you can basically put up a screen on your wall and, HoloLens picks that up as the screen that it's projecting video onto. So yes. everybody's wearing... Yeah, I, I can concede your point in more of a HoloLens AR set as opposed right. to everybody being Yeah, uh, maybe not off. like a, a yeah. helmet. Right. But, like,
0: my initial thought was, like, HoloLens or if Google Glass ever actually succeeds. Right. But, like, some sort of augmented reality thing where we're all being beamed whatever Yeah. you want to be Yeah,
1: seeing. because then you do re- literally have one screen and everybody could be watching. Yeah, I could see that, but... All right, well, let's go ahead and, and move on um, yeah, to the last thing we wanted to talk about this week, and that's how TJ should run Marvel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a story I came across, uh, Jay picked it up uh, on Cineblend, uh, Cinema Blend, uh, about uh, Marvel having some trouble deciding exactly what to do with the Iron Fist character because we've mentioned it on the show before, Marvel has a very... for for the uh, For the movies, anyway, they have a very cookie cutter formulaic way of creating the movies uh tv shows they have agents of shield which is you know alphabet network stuff it's you know that's cookie cutter in its own right but then you have netflix which is kind of the new frontier with with television with shows edginess and grit yeah. to it. exactly uh, yeah i mean you know the not just daredevil daredevil is still my favorite marvel iteration on the screen ever uh but you know orange is the new black um uh, that Kevin Spacey show. <laughs> House of Cards. Uh, yeah. Uh, House of yeah. Cards. Uh, yeah. I love House of Cards. I love Orange is the New Black. I just watched Sense8 this week, and that's really good as well. Uh, they've done a lot of really good stuff with original programming in addition to Daredevil. So maybe they're still trying to figure out exactly how they want to bring this forward. But specifically in this story, they're having trouble with how to bring uh, a mystical character to the uh to the screen and they're having people pitch ideas to them uh reportedly Lots and TJ says I should pitch them the ideas
0: seriously like okay <laughs> first off they're going to have to handle this at some point because they're doing Doctor Strange he is also obviously a mystical character he's the sorcerer supreme he's a wizard guys like they have to be able to oh, but that's going
1: to, gonna, to that's going to fall them. under the 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 Marvel film cookie cutter
0: uh, but what I would do if I were given a 10-episode slate, uh, I would do a... And it's kind of ambitious, uh, but in a very kind of true detective sort of way. Uh, I would start playing with time uh, because there's there's a handful of really interesting stories that you can tell with Iron Fist as Danny Rand and also with Iron Fist as the the title. There have been multiple Iron Fists before, the like the adjective for Iron Fist is the immortal Iron Fist. And Danny Rand isn't immortal, but the Iron Fist is. Uh, there is always an Iron Fist. And so what I would do, if I were going to pitch them my series, I would show Danny Rand as uh, like initially setting up his uh, like street-level heroics. He's already done his training in Kunlun, uh, He's already got the Iron Fist. He's already got all of his martial arts training, and uh, he already had to fight the dragon in order to get the power and all of that. Have him setting up that. I would have a uh, a like B plot that is showing uh, the uh, the arc, the seven capital cities of Heaven, which shows one of his predecessors because every eighty eight years. These the mystical cities that represent the different martial arts and such, and mystical uh, like paths, uh, come together for like a conference and a tournament, which was a really excellent arc in the comics. If you're into comics, if you're into learning about the Iron Fist universe, like the way he interacts with the Marvel universe, it's a really good place to start, or uh, at least go if you've already started excellent series. So, show one of his predecessors while they are doing their their climactic battle of showing why the Iron Fist is needed. At the same time, showing him at the beginning of his heroic arc. And then you can do flashbacks periodically to his training, to set up his backstory, that all builds up to a climactic 10th episode where it's the him defeating whatever beginning enemy they want to have for that first season at the same time as they're showing the climactic battles from the seven capital cities of heaven arc and him killing the dragon to claim the title of iron fist it shows the past and the present of him and the far past of the iron fist so if you take it from like the middle where he was starting his training it shows the past and the present and the future of the iron fist not of danny rand but of the iron fist That's what like, my...
3: well they sort st- like of did that with
1: daredevil that. actually um, as well not to spoil actually, it for got Jay. A go yeah, ahead I, Jay. I,
2: yeah don't spoil that for me please i, I still need the opportunity No, you're running yeah. out of time I, before yeah, we just say I know, I know season two is so close you're running. No, yeah. you're running out of time before we get tired of waiting for you, and we're just going okay, to talk got about. Okay, gotcha. And then we're just going to talk spoiler cast yeah. and wrap. Uh, but I mean, who's going to be the? Who do we have for iconic villains for Iron Fist? I know nothing, man. I've I've read See, and maybe that's the problem, two or three episodes. Because most of Issues, Danny, pardon.
0: most of Danny Rand, Danny Rand. Didn't have a lot of iconic villains. Like there, he didn't even really have his own series for a very long time. Uh, it was uh,
3: Power Cage Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, it yeah. was
0: Power Man, Iron Fist, Heroes for Hire, uh, which also could make an astonishingly good TV show if they yeah. once they've done the initial series for both of those characters. If they bring everything all together and do Heroes for Hire, which would be easy because they're setting up Jessica Jones, they're setting up Iron Fist, and they're setting up Power Man and i hope that's the direction they're going because oh my god just a street level team where you can go in and hire two low-rung superheroes to do whatever you need them to do (laughs) like that's that's awesome that is what tv was made for
2: the a team yes yeah yeah the a team (laughs) all over again
0: uh like oh man just perfect and flawless would be
2: lovely yeah, but boy, now I really want an 18 it, yeah. reboot. Just kidding. It's perfect. Don't <laughs> no, touch it. No, no, please, no. Yeah. Um, that, well, I mean, that they did do that movie. No, they did. No, they did. No, they no, didn't. did. They it did this movie didn't. with like, Bradley
0: Cooper, and it was like way better than the original <laughs> series. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah.
2: No. No. Did you really just. I didn't even watch that movie. I, oh, I did. You were you were getting I ready. I, I was about to. Lo- yeah, he's ashamed. <laughs> he's every bit as ashamed of it as I am. But let us bounce back, man. Who do we got for villains? I mean, this is one of those things that that stumped me in regards to this because I don't know really anybody other than like the uh, the who was the guy with the, uh, the um, with the ball uh, the the ball and chain. That's the only guy I've ever Russia's really seen. Real? No, the no, absorbing man. The absorbing man. Thank yeah, it's
0: Crusher Creel, the absorbing man, okay. who they've already foreshadowed in Daredevil. Uh, they Explain share, it. honestly speaking, iron uh, Iron Fist shares a lot of villains with Daredevil and with Spider Man. Uh, your Kingpin, uh, Bullseye, uh, like those are like your big kind of guys. Uh, trying to think of who, like, my initial thought because they did have the like Easter egg for it, and I just think it would be hilarious to have this huge build up to something that's just essentially a joke, but have him having to fight the stilt man. <laughs> <laughs> the who, stilt man, <laughs> he's a, he's a guy essentially on stilts, his, he's a super villain that's on stilts, that's his power.
1: <laughs> okay, most,
0: most famously known. You do see his stilts in the background in one in some shots in Daredevil. He is hinted. At, like, it is an Easter egg. He's most famously known for getting shot in the crotch with a rocket launcher by the Punisher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's what right. Stilt Man is known so, for. I brought up a... a
0: but, like oh the Wrecking goodness. Crew. The Wrecking Crew might be good.
2: I brought up a list real quick. Let's see if uh, any of this really... Um, uh, I, I typed in Iron Fist villains and it gave me some wiki deal here which leads me as I look at this we've got uh, Otto Octavius Doc Ock um, Sabretooth which they can't do oh. anything with um, what Honestly, are the Kree um, or is it the Cree? oh
0: Arcade
2: K L apostrophe R T Earth six one Seer, there really is. Uh, I mean, you got Bullseye, you got uh, Davos is a name I know. The Wrecking Crew you just spoke of. Um, well, the Cree would be interesting because they're doing a
1: lot with the Cree on um, on Agents of Shield. Yeah. And in the, in, in the cinematic universe as Although well. Although they didn't call them the Kree in Avengers. They were called something else. I can't remember what. But...
0: No, that was the Chitari and they are replacements for the Skrulls. The Skrulls. Because they don't own the Skrulls because Skrulls fall under the Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, I okay. okay. Uh,
0: yes, and then they made the Chitari as the Skrull replacement in uh, the Ultimate Universe. And then they just used that for okay. their thing in the cinematic universe because they can't use scrolls so, so
1: scroll probably won't survive the secret wars either then
0: uh yeah. probably not uh yeah. but Cree well yeah, it's iffy like the scrolls are a big deal but the Cree are like they were the main like not main dudes but like in uh guardians that's yeah like the that was the planet that they were defending right uh, so, they've done a lot of work with the, setting up the Kree, and then there's the references in S.H.I.E.L.D. because they're the progenitors of the Inhuman. Exactly, and yeah. Tying in for Inhumans. Uh, so, bringing in some Kree plus, uh, I don't know. This is a, a. I don't know what they're doing in terms of the origin for the Captain Marvel movie. Whether or not, because I understand they're going with the Carol Danvers route, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to have her inheriting the title from a Cree, because the original Captain Marvel was a Cree man named Marvel, uh, oh. and it just happened oh, to be. Oh, they
1: they didn't just name the hero for the publishing house.
0: Uh, they actually did it because they had to. Uh, the original Captain Marvel, also now known now as uh, Shazam. Right, the the publishing rights lapsed. Marvel snatched them up and started publishing a book. Uh, Captain Marvel created a character about it and had to keep publishing Captain Marvel books in order to hold the copyright, which is why they'll periodically give a new book to Captain Marvel in one incarnation or another. The current one being a teenage
2: girl, girl Ms. Marvel. Uh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Yeah. And she's awesome. Yes. <laughs> she
3: is yes. awesome.
2: Yes, I absolutely love that series. Everything I've read about it is everything I've read from it has been outstanding. It's just been an issue here and there, but I really, that's one that I need to make a note well, I think of. There's,
1: uh, they've released a trade on that already, haven't they? Yeah. With yeah, Have they? Yeah, yep. I think I, I saw it at Barnes & Noble when I was up there today. Uh, um, I'll have to, I'll yeah. have to but, look like, into that. I
0: remember, I remember when they, it was coming out, they were like, it's going to be a teenage girl uh, who is a Muslim, and everybody was like, oh, so it's going to be all heavy-handed and blah, and then no, she's just so so, like, adorable and mm-hmm. yeah. like, uh, it's so light-hearted and the way she interacts with the other superheroes is just brilliant, and she'll like, fangirl out on Spider-Man and he gets all uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that sort of thing like, that's the sort of stuff that I really love in comic books, sure. when they, uh, like As much as I love shared universe when it comes down to, like, big, like, earth-shaking, world-shattering events and stuff, I'm more like it when they
2: have... Little worlds. Yeah, little
0: interpersonal moments. Like, some of my favorite stuff from comics when I was a kid, and these weren't comics when I was a kid. These were comics I read as a kid that have been published 10, 15 years prior. But uh, back in the day, uh, periodically, Marvel would put out issues where uh, Ben Grimm, The Thing would host poker nights and have like there would be entire issues just being like yeah i'm gonna have like tony stark captain america and a couple of other people like just wolverine's gonna come by and they're all just sitting around like nick fury shows up and gives everybody cigars and they're sitting around playing poker and usually there would be like Oh, a villain pops up, and they have to spend two pages beating him up because they all just happen to be in the same place at the same time, and that villain is like, "Oh, this is the worst day of my life." And then they go back and they play more poker, and I'm like, "That is awesome. That's the stuff that I like to see in those universes. That uh, makes the
2: characters more human and more relatable.
0: They're just that's people. that's
1: and that's didn't playing to the. Them. Go ahead, Jay
2: you didn't see a whole... And that's one of those things that I always wanted to see, but, like, in particular with the X-Men, with, like, the new mutants and things, or the fresh faces, you know? I I mean, these are names that everybody knows. The the, the world knows who Wolverine is. The world knows who... And yet we don't get that starstruck mentality very often. And that's one of those things where if I were a fresh mutant, all right, I just... Wolverine, I'd freak out when I walked into a room and Wolverine was sitting there. I, I got Wolverine, Storm, and Professor X right there in front of me, and they're about to teach me something. I would, I, I, I wouldn't know what to think. I wouldn't know how to act. Let alone it, it would be, it would be running into, you know, the some. Uh, nameless megastar, I I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that I would be even equally as starstruck with. Yeah, that's just the because...
3: interesting
2: thing, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Like you could
0: just line up all the like like the president and like famous actors and like my favorite musicians, like and that would be great. But if Captain America walked into a room, I would just wet myself and cry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and yet, you don't ever see that interaction. They're like, "Hey, how you doing?" And yeah, uh, that—that's that, the end of it. And I'm like,
0: "There was a really cool little, uh, little arc in New Avengers. This was maybe seven years ago, give or take. Uh, and it was, uh, I want to say, it was actually Captain Marvel. It was, I want to say, it was Carol Danvers, uh, and she came in to visit the Avengers because they had just reestablished a new." team and all that and she's just like behind the scenes talking about what it's like to be there on the day when they do the press release about the new team and just uh, talking about all the people as she knows them as people and like the page where she's talking about like you know I went and I talked to Steve Rogers and he offered me a place on the team and it was very nice of him and all that and she's writing it all out as like a blog after the fact she's like a lot of times people ask is he just like what's he like in, in person could he possibly be as good of a person as he seems to be in real life and he is he's better like he's a million times better i'm still odd every time i see him and i'm like that's the kind of thing that i like to see i'm like even established heroes when it comes to like uh, certain people are just like man that guy that
3: guys the
1: best. Well, and that's that's really playing to the strengths of the the medium too because it, these types of intimate character moments are something that you really can't explore in any depth with, you know, a film or, right. you know, even in some regards a novel, although novels have varying scopes. So, uh, but, you know, with serialized with serialized media, TV shows, comic books, comic strips, that sort of thing then that gives you the room to explore these things. And I think that's really the biggest strength of it is you can tell stories with massive scope and still take time to explore the characters as individuals as well. So I think that what you're pointing out there is, is a great aspect of comics, but I think it's also worth pointing out that you can't really do that with the MCU on the big screen. Um, you know, you look at specifically what went on with, uh, how much they had to cut out, from um, Age of Ultron, yeah. uh, particularly uh, what Joss wanted to explore with uh, Thor's dream background so in is, the Dree sequence, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's if they it, and and it was one of the strengths of the Daredevil series too. I mean, you know, he doesn't put on the the red and black until the last episode, and so you really get a you know spoiler,
2: Jay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen him with the straight black, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, and I yeah, know that's... that he's about to be Daredevil. I mean, I, right, he, yeah, he, that, that, that's he not a He sticks the in the black
0: I suit know. for like the black ninja kind of yeah. thing for the and I, you person.
2: know, I mean,
1: yeah, they they also make it a plot point. You know, part of the story is yeah, how he how gets, gets it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing too. So, but you know, it's but... it's it's room to breathe and and explore characters, and that's what makes and... comics great. That's what makes serialized long form entertainment great.
2: And that's the best thing. Honestly, that's one of the best things about uh, about MCU going to Netflix, man. That that's We're going to have that opportunity because Marvel has enough pull that, you know, that these things will go as long as they want them to go. I mean, there's not going to be any ratings cancellations. There's not going to be any other well, that. garbage. It's going to be there will be
1: i mean yeah i I, i'm not saying there there could be i should say you know it's it's i think netflix has already canned a few series because they don't perform well um i think hulu you know the other the other big competitor for original content right now i guess maybe amazon and sony are trying to do their own thing but
2: amazon they're
3: trying yeah but but i mean
1: hulu their original shows they will they will cut them off at the knees if uh if they aren't performing well and I think I think uh, Hemlock Grove has been cancelled which you know probably rightfully so I I watched right. the first season and it was okay and I just couldn't even finish the second season so there's never one poor of
2: man's the things...
1: True Blood and True Blood wasn't even that great I mean no. it was okay first couple uh, but of it's seasons one of the...
0: there, was, there was one good thing about True
2: Blood <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. No, I should say two.
3: <laughs>
2: Wait, because are you gonna? Are you really gonna say Anna Paquin? Because then we're gonna go rounds. No, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, no,
0: actually, not that she's a good actress. <laughs>
2: <sighs> wow. Yeah. All right. All right. We we will slugfest out Anna Paquin at some point. What in time. you don't like Anna? Paquin? I hate Anna Paquin.
0: Listen. Okay, this is kind of stretching the boundaries. Of, uh, of a pseudo-semi-good-taste taste. show. But, like, <laughs> you know what? It was Rogue. And then she was on, like, the sexy vampire show. 90% yeah. of
2: the reason I have a problem with her is Rogue.
0: Yeah, it was a terrible portrayal of the character.
2: But... Sexy she, vampire She killed so. Rogue, alright? She destroyed Rogue for me. That's why I have a problem with Anna Paquin. Uh, they just
0: did too much mixing of Rogue and Jubilee. But uh, that's, yeah. that's not on yeah, her. There's that,
2: too. That's yeah. not on
0: her. That's on...
2: Well, yeah, I did, but nonetheless, you know, I, I mean, because she became... Because she
0: didn't turn down the role out of, like, some misguided No, sense. no, no, just because I, I, <laughs> yeah,
2: I, need a, right. I need a face to pin this kind of thing on because I, just, I can't pin it on a nameless writer. No. I pin it on her. I, so, I have, you know, I... I
1: I That's have a friend. Just some
0: clips of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't,
1: I don't really have a problem with Anna Paquin um, as an actress. I don't really have a problem with her because of the rogue character, uh, and it's this, It's the same thing. I have a friend who refuses to watch anything that Claire Danes is in, because she was such a fan of My So Called Life in the '90s, and that show ended because Claire Danes didn't want to do it anymore. And so she re- really.
0: I thought that it just got canceled.
1: Well, I
2: thought, yeah, I thought it just got canceled too. Apparently,
1: I mean, that there was, was some stuff with with Danes. Vehicles. With, apparently, there was some stuff with Danes wanting to do film instead of television, and but so
2: Terminator Three got into the way. Well, yeah.
1: look, Stardust. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Claire oh, Dane, Yes, yes. I'd forgotten all about yeah. Stardust. Yeah, I just I just watched it. I just watched it last night, it. and it's yeah. still fantastic. Uh, it, it is.
2: I I yeah. own it on DVD. Yeah. Um.
1: So gonna go watch. Them. And 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 Homeland. I mean, that's Claire Danes is phenomenal in Homeland. I have not seen Homeland. Yeah. Oh, such a great show, and she's easily the best part of it. Um, maybe Mandy Patinkin, but um,
3: Patinkin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, so that you know, I just people. A lot of people do. I just, I've never been somebody that can attach a great level of hatred to an actor uh, because of something he or she portrayed yeah, totally in terms of the
2: Totally can character. do it. Totally do, do. I, I mean, Liv Tyler, but can't do it. Can't even live. Why? Armageddon. Why? Because, no, no. Lord of the Rings.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah because that's she good. put it, because that's not her it was
2: fault. a non existent Oh my goodness. No, it's, it's not so live Tyler. Yeah, Liv Tyler's Tyler, gonna be I like, uh, I'm Tyler sorry
1: guys. Me. You are overplaying yeah, 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 this it, character. I'm going to turn down the role because the integrity of Lord of the Rings does not does is not being upheld here, and that, that is my one criteria for the for whether or not I take a role in this big budget picture. I do not I, want to be a lead because this lead did not heard? exist in the book, guys.
0: Would like do. as much as I want to say differently and that I would respect the like sanctity of the books, but like they could have like replaced Aragorn with like Jojo the dancing boy and offered me the role, and I'd have been like all day, every day. <laughs> wait, wait, uh,
1: one more time, you please. what was what,
3: what
1: Thanks. Okay, so now we're clear. Yes, we did (laughs) it.
3: Now,
0: now,
2: let's wipe the slate and restart. That is
0: this. Please don't put that clip at
2: the beginning of the. That is totally in, man. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, I, dude, you need to. I I need this sent to me so that way I can, uh, as I share this, watch TJ do this and on Facebook, and it it will be phenomenal. I I guarantee ten thousand. I don't
0: even know what the wiggly one was <laughs> like I mean I did my like weird like I've
3: done this one for years so <laughs>
2: I think on as that as Mana Biscuit devolves um, what I would like so, to say is is that I would I look I look forward to the opportunity for the MCU to do something distinctly similar to via uh, uh, Netflix do something distinctly similar to Japanese television and that is to actually complete a full story arc as opposed to wait as opposed to season by season by season, whether yeah, or not you're gonna get the axe.
0: because because uh, Marvel never drags out anything forever. <laughs>
2: Well, well, the anime drags everything out forever. It's I mean, not. It's not just
1: anime too. I mean, there are well, there are great they, there are great uh, examples of that in Western. I mean, uh, Babylon Five was a full story arc, fully conceptualized before the first episode was shot. Um, I'm trying to think of. The, I had another one on top of my head, and I lost it. There, is,
2: there have been several that have shot for that goal and ultimately missed the mark because of cancellation. Sure. Um, yeah, I had a couple. I had a couple in my head that are suddenly gone too, but, but. Uh, there have been several shows that have sought that out and have not had the opportunity. Now, between the pull of uh, between the sway of MCU and the and Netflix being what they are, I think that this is a unique opportunity for that to be able. Well. To I don't know if it's a unique opportunity. I think the sway of MCU
1: and and Netflix being what they are, is just a product of the fact that they're printing money. And so, and they're printing money because by and large, they are doing a good job. And Mm -hmm. as long as they continue to do a good job, they probably will get the opportunity. I don't know. There might be some level of fatigue, market fatigue uh, after a while. I mean, you know, we're coming up on uh, almost nine years of uh, nine years of superhero films being in, in in
3: their current iteration. you know, this is something.
2: This is something I want to talk about next week. So let's get a precursor and lead in, and that is the opportunity. And that uh, the oversaturation might actually hit here this next week. Well, Ant- I
1: mean, you know, face a. maybe. I don't know if it's going to be oversaturation. We'll see. We'll see how. I don't think Ant Man was ever expected to perform at the level Avengers did. But by next no. uh, next episode, we'll actually have numbers on it. And we'll be able to see. So uh, no, um, we
2: won't. Uh, speculation.
1: It doesn't yeah. open until does Doesn't open oh. until Friday. The Friday. Okay, I thought it opened this Friday. Well, no. we are. We've. Maybe it Minions established... ever opens this Friday. Who cares? I look forward. Shut up. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think. um... Yeah. yeah. Speaking no, of no, oversaturation, over. over. Second minions come up. I'm out. Says <laughs> <laughs> so they. Like, yeah. Way more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of like grown, grown human beings putting like minion things on their Facebook and being like, (laughs) no, shut up.
1: Okay. So uh, on that note. That
3: was awesome.
1: Thank you. I think that's going to be it for this week's (laughs) (laughs) Manabiscuit. I want to thank you. (laughs) Oh, I thank you all so much for watching. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, uh, you know, please visit us on facebookcom manabiscuit TV. You can follow us on Twitter at manabiscuit TV. Uh, remember to like the video and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you can follow us for live stream. TJ <laughs> is not coming back.
2: No, he's not. All right, well, we'll.
3: <laughs> for uh, you, you Andre
2: yeah Rathburn, and Jacob Gamble. This is goodbye. Yeah. All right, so you know what? Uh,
1: let's just abandon all pretense. We're done, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, what a train wreck. <laughs>